0: Welcome once again to Songs and Stories. My name is Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories episode number 62. Uh, like I said in the last episode or two, uh, we're in June now, and early summer, so we're going to be doing a lot of shows with artists talking about their new releases, and this show is no exception. On today's show, we're going to be talking with Nashville-based, although Bay Area born and raised, singer-songwriter Casey Jones. I talked to Casey on the phone a couple of weeks ago about her upcoming California run. She'll be out here early, middle June, starting with a very special solo show at the Canyon Acoustic Society on Saturday, June 13th in Aromas, California. And if you want to find more about that show, you can email Marky at canyonguitars at hotmail.com. She'll also be doing a show at Don Quixote's with some old friends and uh, another house concert up the coast here and doing a couple of things. She'll be on pig So we'll talk all about that uh, in this upcoming little phone call that we're going to play back for you. Uh, I want to let you know that her her new release is called Donald Trump's Hair. So you can kind of tell she has kind of a sense of humor. Uh, in fact, the, the the album cover that I'll post on my website at michaelgather.com is a it, it's a clever yet disturbing shot of Casey in a Donald Trump wig, along with a numbered diagram on how to do the Donald Trump comb-over. Uh, the new album includes songs like Donald Trump's hair, Whatever Happened to Kenny Rogers' Face, and um, a song that's kind of based on a true story she'll talk about, which is called I Can Always Get Skinny, But You'll Never Be Tall. So you can kind of see where she comes from in her songwriting. And... uh I really like these kind of interviews because I didn't know Casey going into this. I knew a little bit about her. Um, So it's really fun just talking with somebody basically as a cold call and seeing where the conversation goes. This particular one I really liked because we start talking about music and song titles and catchy catchy titles that will hopefully grab a listener's attention. And then we kind of went off into sort of a business talk about the industry and then came back to the music. So we covered a lot in this conversation, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed uh, having the the chat with Casey. Um, I think what I'll do now is remind you that if you're new to Songs and Stories, there are links to go with this interview on my website at michaelgaether.com. If you go to m-i-c-h-a-e-l-g-a-i-t-h-e-r.com, There will be links to uh, Casey's site, CDs, some information about this particular episode, as well as a a picture of the album cover that shows Casey in the Donald Trump comb-over wig via Photoshop. So uh, have a look there while you're listening. Before we get started talking to Casey, I'll listen to a couple of things off the new CD. Um, Let's hear a little bit of the title track, Donald Trump's Hair, and a little bit of my favorite track, (laughs) just for the title alone, Whatever Happened to Kenny Rogers' Face. And then we'll talk with Casey Jones over the phone to Nashville.
1: Whether a bull or bear market,
0: his tresses
1: are always a target. But this pompadour should be admired. And if you don't agree, then you're fired. Donald Trump's hair, Donald Trump's hair. A girl could get lost in there, way up in there, in Donald Trump's hair. I really don't care if it's full of air. In fact, I really like that word air, H-E-I-R, E-double Who want that I want want. And I want what I want Like Ivana. Ivana Spending my hours Up in Trump Towers Running my hands through his locks And his safety deposit box their names in the snow And hey Central Intelligence Agency Makes me blue My chance to rhyme that line Just went down the tubes And what the hell happened To Kelly Pickler's boo
2: I guess reading your bio, I didn't realize you were, you know, sort of a, a local gal born and raised and moved to Nashville about 20 years ago. Was that correct? Yep.
3: No, you know, that's right. I spent a I, lot
2: of time here in the Santa Cruz and San Jose areas and playing with a lot of people that we still know and love and listen to quite a bit. Yeah,
3: there's uh, happily, there's still some of us left. I mean, we've lost a few good ones along the way, yeah, but, Particularly, my friend Chuck McCabe and and my other good buddy Joe Weed, mm-hmm. who will both be with me at uh, Don Quixote's on June seventeenth.
2: That's going to be a fun show.
3: That is going to be a great show, and uh, I think our another good friend of ours that lives in the Santa Cruz area, Joe Ferraro, there also. It'll be sort of a a bit of a reunion, I'm mm-hmm. guessing, you know. But uh, yeah, I I spent. Well, I was born in San Jose Hospital, and I grew up on Summit Road up uh, between Los Gatos and Santa Cruz. So I'm definitely a native of that area, and I miss it, you know. So I'm glad to get to come back. And um, I've got a few shows. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on my favorite radio station, K on the morning of June 14th. uh uh-huh.
2: hmm. You're doing the, um, and you're doing the Kenyan Acoustic Society House Concert on the 13th, is that correct? On the
3: 13th, okay. yes. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be my first time doing Marky Stark shows, so. And everybody that's tells me that's time. a good
2: one. It's a really nice scene out there, and it's just, you know, like, like most house concerts, they tend to attract kind of the same crowd, plus people that come to see the artists, plus people that drag their friends to, you know, what's a house concert? Trust me, you'll have a good time. <laughs> you know. Well, I, and so I
3: think, if I'm not mistaken, a bunch of my cousins... Are going to be there. Oh, good. good. <laughs> I've got a whole slew of California cousins, and some of them, are, some of them are coming to that show, and then some of the other ones are. I've got a, a, a show on June 20th at the Lavender Acres Farm in Atascadero, mm-hmm. which I, from from what I've seen of it online, it's just beautiful. They yeah. actually grow lavender there.
2: And I, I've never seen a not gorgeous lavender farm. I've been to a few, and they're all they're all pretty luscious, and you know. Great places to hang out anyway. <laughs> to, see, to see a show is sort of an added perk. So you've got a few things lined up while you're out here, so that'll be great. We'll yeah. see you a couple of times. Well, the new album is called on Donald Trump's hair, and I, I keep looking at the, the real photograph of you on the back and the photograph on the front of you in this, this Donald Trump kind of Photoshop-looking wig. <laughs> you know, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: yeah, that's actually, with with that picture on the cover of Donald Trump's hair, mm-hmm. Um, that is partly a wig, Mm
0: -hmm. and partly,
3: um, my, my graphic designer was able to actually take from various photos of the Donald and, and put some of his hair onto my head. That's really (laughs) (laughs)
2: fun. And, of course,
3: the diagram is for anybody who wants to really do a comb-over. And speaking of
2: comb-over... That's what the numbers are for. There are numbers it tells you how to make the Donald comb-over. This is great.
3: Yeah, and it's, it's no small task. I mean, it's, uh... It's a very aerodynamic do. (laughs) But I want to tell you, um, anybody who's listening to this, we're having a comb-over contest.
2: Oh, no. And
3: you don't really have to have a comb-over. You can take a picture of yourself in a wig, or you can take your very own hair and part it like one inch above your ear and then comb it over. And then there's actually a website. um, We have a site called DonaldTrumpshair.net.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And you go to that site, and you submit your photo, and then announce the winner on July 14th. And the winner gets an autographed guitar, wow, um, $100 cash, um, a basket of TG Hair products provided by my hair salon here in nashville holy
2: cow it's a real contest wow it's a
3: real contest and if they can get to nashville it's also lunch with casey jones
2: look at that well i think i'll, I'll be sure and promote that in the, in the in the interview too and let people know about it out here
3: and we we also will pick um entries from pets with their owner's permission oh, that's, that's <laughs> clever
2: yeah so if
3: you have a pet that has a A little comb-over hairdo, or you can get a wig on your dog or your cat or rabbit or whatever. I'll
2: let my dog dog and my mule people know about that, (laughs) my horse people. I did a a dog photo contest for my new CD, Dog Speed, and I got a ton of... I got photographs from as far as the Philippines, you know, so... Oh, yeah. It's it's really fun.
3: That's that's the same as ours. It's international, and, uh, of course, I'm hoping that someone domestically will win because the shipping on the guitar will be a lot less expensive. That's in
2: the, true, yeah. In the States. <laughs> That's great. Well speaking of Donald Trump's hair, I know that you're 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 great on catchy song titles and let's talk about that a little bit really quick. I mean Donald Trump's hair, the new album also has um my favorite is Whatever Happened to Kenny Rogers' Face.
3: hmm And you have a yeah. sort
2: of a a love song on a previous release called um, Every Man I Love Is Either Gay, Married or Dead, is that correct? It's
3: it's actually Every Man I Love Is Either Married, Gay or Dead. Yeah. 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 Um well, I'm I'm a big believer in uh, provocative titles, mm-hmm. not only for songs but for band names. I think that, um, I think that that's the way to get people to go, hmm, what's that about?
2: Mm-hmm. Let's have a um, listen. Yeah,
3: you know, I, uh, I I usually come up with that first. Mm-hmm. You know that that for me is. With, with few exceptions, I usually start when I, as a writer, I'll start with the title, uh-huh. and I, I almost always write the chorus first, and then I build the story around it. Sometimes, if it's not a, a comedic song, and if it's just sort of one of those songs that, you know, you use to, as therapy, you know, that, uh-huh. that, that's, that would be an exception, but, um, yeah, I mean... Uh, example uh, on Donald Trump's hair. This, this, the third track is called "I Can Always Get Skinny, But You'll Never Be Tall," and that was actually something that I said to my ex-husband hmm. about 20 years ago. And because he was about an inch shorter than me, and he was mm-hmm. he was complaining that I had gained about five pounds. Mm-hmm. And it, that's not the way he said it way. Really. He said, "You know something, Casey." you look like you're getting a little bit of that secretary spread. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I turned around to him and I said, you know something, Bubba, because that was his name, Mm -hmm. I said, I can always get skinny, but you'll never be tall.
2: And where's my notepad?
3: (laughs) And that's exactly what, as soon as I said it, I thought, I better write that down. And you know, that was 20 years ago, and I didn't actually write the song until November of 2008,
0: which Uh is...
3: you know, just before the beginning of the new year. And so that's how some, sometimes, you know, when you when you have a great title like that, you can carry it around in your back pocket forever until the right time or the yeah, right blue writers know, come along. Yeah, and you know, the phrase, I, was, I think it was
2: Darden Smith when I interviewed him. He told me the. I told him how he get these ideas, and he just, you, you can't work on them, they don't do anything, or, but suddenly, you know, literally years down the line, you'll get the idea for the song, and he goes the the phrase the, the word he used percolate the guy just percolate in the back of your mind and something triggers some memory of some line you had that kind of makes you think oh that's the song
3: and... well that's that's true and then also you know I mean I do uh, I do a lot of co writing mm-hmm. um, and I have a group of writers that I I enjoy writing with they're also friends of mine but they're good writers and I I ran that title past a couple of people uh huh and Nothing happened, and so then when I sat down with Jesse Goldberg and Bill Flowery, um, that was the right combo. That was the right team for that
2: song. Yeah, it's the right people. I just started. I just started co-writing a little. bit. I've tried with different people, and I think. I mean, you, but you've done this a lot more than I have, obviously. But I think that, you know, different writers bring different things to the table, and I think it's finding the right co-writer for the right song sometimes, or this is the right idea. You know. Well, and
3: in my case, I really. Um, I I write both melody and lyrics, but I, on this album, I wrote all the melodies to all the songs. Oh, okay. And uh, Becky Becky Hobbs and Benita Hill co-wrote five of the songs with me and certainly contributed lyrically. But I'm just one of those people that um, I know what my vocal range is, which is pretty good. I've got Mm -hmm. about a a three-octave range or so. But, um, and with Jesse and Bill... You know, I like to pick, I like picking people who I know have the smarts to write a clever lyric and use a lot of double entendre and lay it between the lines, and so that was the, one of the reasons why I, I, I chose the, these people. I, I, three of the songs are co-written with Jesse Goldberg and Bill Flowery, and five of them are co-written with Becky Hobbs and Bonita Hill, and of course... They are both, they're all great melody writers in their own right, but when I'm writing for my own stuff, I kind of like to, and and fortunately for me, they let me take that part over, you know, Mm -hmm. nobody's arm-wrestling me about it. Co-writing, I found, if you've got the right people can be, it can really speed up the process because you can edit yourself. More yeah,
2: quickly and it's probably a matter of if people are writing knowing it's going to be one of your songs they, they probably tend to write with you in mind do you find that
3: yeah yeah, yeah I think so I think that that's, that's very true Um, uh, and I think for you know Jesse and Bill write a lot of co- comedic stuff but Becky and Benita don't aren't necessarily comedic writers but we had so much fun mm-hmm. writing that we wrote all these songs in November and December of 2008
2: that's quick yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> really quick.
3: It, it was quick, but that—that's the kind of writer I am. I'm not, I'm not the kind that sits down every morning at 10 a.m. and says, "Okay, now I'm going to write."
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I—I'm more of a project type writer. if mm-hmm. I know I've got something coming up, then I'll go ahead and really make it my focus. It's you're almost like... like when you're doing your term paper.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know about you, but I always—if I did my term paper the night before it was due, I would always get an A on it. If mm-hmm. I did it. Three months before it was due, I'd get a C plus.
2: You know, I found the more the more writers that I talk to, the more songwriters. that But the I don't really talk to that many people that write every day. I think it's really common to just keep the notebook handy, and then when you have it, have something come up, write a song, or write songs for it. And I,
3: you know, here I'm. I'm here in Nashville, which is probably
2: that's different. Not, too. If
3: it's not the songwriting capital of the world, it's one of them, and. Mm-hmm. You do have people. Of course, you've got staff writers here. Left that, in like, a different
2: world too. Yeah. yeah. And they
3: they. It's like a job every day. You know, they're writing at, They've got one writing session at ten a.m. Mm-hmm. and another one at two a.m. Right. I mean two p.m. And so, but I'm just not that structured. I, yeah. I'm more of a project writer. And same thing. Like if somebody asked me to write a jingle, or um, I wrote I wrote the music for a, a stage play a couple years ago. A play called Nipples to the Wind and it was that was really fun because i was actually writing for particular characters in the in the play so yeah there's all kinds of ways to do it
2: yeah i found that i'm really i'm really good i'm really good when i'm deadline driven and that, that seems that's to be what i'm talking smart. about exactly yeah, with yeah that
3: pressure of man i got to get this done because i had my mindset on releasing this album in may of 2009 and here we are <laughs> And I know this probably is not going to air right away, but the album actually is released nationally tomorrow,
2: May yeah, 19th. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, uh, yeah, man, it's been a quick turnaround, and it's. I'm going to be glad when, uh, one of the reasons why I'm looking forward to going to California is just to get back to the part of, of playing, because mm-hmm. these last few months have been all about recording and getting ready you know, the marketing, the promotion, all that stuff that goes along when you own your own record label. Yeah,
2: all the part of music that isn't about making music, but it's about making it get out there and you have to Exactly,
3: yeah. man, that is a that is a trick and you know, with the the fact that we have fewer and fewer retail stores every day uh, it really does become all about the internet marketing thing, and
2: yeah, and we talked this, about this in the in the, in the pre-interview yesterday that, that that didn't record, but um, the fact that you know most CD sales or or, or a good chunk of them are at live shows where you actually meet people, shake and howdy, and and they take a CD home, so the CD is really important. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, you know, I still, uh, and maybe it's because uh, you know I'm, I'm not a teenager, I'm not in my twenties. I mean, I. My, my group of fans and the people who appreciate what I do, thank goodness a lot of them still appreciate having a hard copy of a CD. Yeah. And it's especially fun when you have a fun album cover like the one I've got on yeah, down. Yeah, and I'll put it on
2: a website, too, because I didn't realize the numbering was the diagram for the comb-over. That's great.
3: Oh, yeah, that, that teaches you how to comb it. Because he doesn't just comb it over. He, he grows it really long on one side and then sort of swirls around at the back and swooshes it over the top.
2: <laughs> you know, so for, all, so, so for all the heat he gets, there's actually a very, a very deliberate method to making it look like that.
3: Oh yeah. And uh, you know, he's kind, of, he's kind of like Samson now. I mean, that's part of his. I, I think, first of all, he really likes it, and uh-huh. uh, and I, I really, I think it's the coolest that he has, has the, you know, gonads to, to keep on. I mean, what else is he going to do? Shave his head or just yeah. some ugly... Well,
2: have, you, have you seen his son? His son's got that same kind of hair. It's just thicker.
3: Well, <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's that's really weird that the kid is wearing his hair like
2: know. that. We watched The Apprentice because it's really a fun show, and um, I think on the, after the first season when it was so successful, the producer... Someone was talking about, to, to the producer about um, the, the weird hair, and he said, I would never let Donald change his hair because it would just mess up everything. <laughs> <laughs> it works, don't fix it
3: so. <laughs> well i've got my fingers crossed we've, we've, sub, we've submitted this album to everybody from david letterman on down
2: i was going to ask yeah someone's going to take notice of this yeah
3: well we hope so i mean yeah. um <clears throat> i think you know one of the things about doing this album with the way the economy is mm-hmm. and everything that's going on in the world I am a big believer, and I always have been, that laughter is still the best medicine.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't And I
3: to I can tell you that, I mean, I just played a house concert night before last in uh, Murfreesboro, which is just outside of Nashville. Uh-huh. And there was a few people there that had either lost their jobs or had relatives that lost their jobs. And for two hours, they got to take a vacation from all that uh, kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. And, and laugh with me. I mean, I, the biggest complaint I got was from a guy who said, my face hurts. I've been laughing so hard.
2: <laughs> That's a good night. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about house concerts are a great entertainment value. You know, it's very personal, great music. There's, there's, there's usually food involved. If not, there's always drink involved. It's, and, you, and you're hanging out with really nice people.
3: You know what, they have become my favorite gigs
2: Yeah, I mean, I I love
3: playing I love doing a big show, you know And I get to do those still every once in a while But I really do enjoy The opportunity I've made a lot of new friends that way Uh You know, and uh, I'm like you, I I like the intimacy of it And And it's almost always a, a good paying Situation because God knows when you're playing the clubs You know, it's a It's a it's a very iffy deal, you know, even if you keep the cover charge down. And I think I think our cover charge for Don Quixote's on June 17th is only 8 bucks. Uh-huh. And for $8, bucks, you are going to get about three hours worth of music, plus a whole a lot of great musicians, Chuck uh-huh. McCabe, Joe Weed, Dorian Michael will be accompanying me on lead guitar, and he's fantastic. Uh-huh.
2: From downtown,
3: so it's going to be a good bang for your buck, but, yeah. you know, uh, it's still... I know
2: Ticketmaster fees, you know. <laughs> That's right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, man, I'm just, uh, I'm looking forward to being back out there and... Um,
2: seeing what the ocean looks like again?
3: Yes, I'm not only seeing what it looks like, but putting my feet in it. Because yeah. Because I just really love it That feels put, like home. Yeah, it, there's. I can't just go look at it. I have to drive up and walk out to the beach and, and get my feet in there and just feel like I'm back part of my, my home state. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good trip, and I think it ought to be a pretty time of year and hopefully get to see. I've got a few family members still alive back there. My, my brother is back there. and Visit with some family and...
2: Uh, uh, you know. It'll be a fun trip. And we'll get a lot of chances to see you out here and I'll list them all on the website too, so that'll be great.
3: Yeah, I mean I and I do hope people will uh consider opening uh, uh entering that is the combover contest because it's gonna be a lot of fun. And then I of course my my official site is at CaseyJones.com, dot com which is K A C E Y Jones dot com.
2: Great. And
3: there's actually, you know, um very recently I started offering some free downloads on my website mm-hmm. and the reason why I did that was because, um, first of all, as you know, you know, once things are out there on the internet, it's very hard to control sure where stuff goes. But more importantly I thought, you know, as as famous as I might be in my own mind <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not a household name. I'm a household past, maybe, but not a household name. So I figured, why not give people um, a free sample of music to entice them to go, Wow, I really like this. I think I'll buy the whole album.
2: Yep, that's what I do, too. Yeah. It's a so good idea.
3: That there are free downloads, uh, including three songs from Donald Trump's hair, available at CaseyJones.com on the on the downloads page. Great. And there's like at least three songs from all of my other albums too.
2: I'll have a look and I'll link it on my site too. That'll be great.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I've got a MySpace. Who doesn't have a MySpace?
2: The kids love the MySpace. <laughs> the kids love the MySpace.
3: <laughs> and I got a Facebook. I mean, I swear to God, I'm kicking and screaming into the idea of Twitter because I still don't know why anybody would be interested in whether or not. Casey Jones is eating a tuna fish sandwich you know, or whatever my, it's my
2: like. breakfast. I'm putting on my shoes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, that's great. I, yeah, I, want a, I heard uh,
3: something on NPR yesterday about the fact that never in our history before have we had so many people communicating about so much trivia.
2: <laughs> yeah, about so little. It's true. Yeah.
3: So, uh, but I, you know, I know the internet is a blessing and a curse because I know it's you know it's, I mean, my my days are three or four hours longer because of it. But
2: yeah, but it's a it's a piece of what we do. You know, and it's I think yeah. for me I learned it's uh when I when I first did the MySpace thing I spent way too much time you know fixing the page up and then I realized you know it's good to have this but the, the important thing is the music and it's good to have other avenues to get the word out but you you can't spend all all your time updating your twitter feed <laughs> it's a, it's a piece of it it's a small piece of it and at some point i realized you know i'm i'm doing all this all this marketing stuff and not and, and booking gigs but i'm not writing any songs
3: Mm-hmm. So I
2: had to pull back a little bit and go, you know, it's all got to balance And I got a supportive wife and a, and a day job, so it's, it's all got to kind of be little pieces of what she does.
3: I hear you, man. Yeah. Well, I, I, like I was telling you in our pre-interview, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I didn't have a day job, so I had to start my own. Mm-hmm. And I started a company called Airplay Specialist, which is a radio promotion company. Right, right. So between, you know, and I've got employees for that, and we call 400 country stations and promote country singles basically Uh, if anybody's interested in that you can go to airplayspecialist.com there's a website there that tells you all about it but it's a very good service and we've worked with everybody from you know Dolly Parton to George Jones to Roseanne Cash to Hank Jr. to all hundreds of independent uh, label artists but yeah I hear what you're saying and between you know your day gig and you know trying to maintain the various Websites. That that's one of the reasons why I love being on the road. It's like, it's almost like running away from home, where you can yeah. get away from your computer,
2: uh-huh. get away
3: from that day daily stuff, and uh, and of course when I'm driving, I do a lot of writing when I'm driving. Uh-huh. I wrote. A, I was driving on. In fact, on a. I think I was driving on Highway 17 in California. Uh, when I wrote a song called Cold Turkey, which eventually was recorded by David Allen Coe. And I wrote the whole song on a paper bag that was on the front seat of my car.
2: I, felt, <laughs> I find the road very inspiring. I think it's just because it kind of frees your mind up a little bit.
3: Yeah, and there's something just about the rhythm of the wheel. Uh-huh. I think, that uh, kind of gets you into a, yeah. a groove, you know? Yeah,
2: I'm really big on handheld, hand-held recorders, too, when I'm driving. I guess, yeah, I've got, I've got well, the, uh,
3: that's safer than writing on a paper bag.
2: or you could just or you could just text like everybody else does now, you know, with one hand on the wheel and one hand on your on your phone, and just you know take you know, they,
3: they just made that illegal in Tennessee, which I'm happy about mm-hmm. because I've almost been hit a couple times by college students texting while they're driving, so my favorite uh, is
2: people texting over seventeen that's that's always exciting. <laughs> it's illegal out here too, but people still people seem to really disregard the, both, both the hands-free law and, and the texting law, and they're they're not really. I think you know the the state's hurt for money. I think there's a fortune to be made in just nailing people that are, that are breaking the hands-free law. But yeah, well, that's
3: right. You guys have that now, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. In
3: California, boy, I'm gonna have to remember that when I come out there because yeah. we don't have that here
2: yet. Yeah. Well, in fact, I, I have a on the new on the new CD. I have a song called "Hang It Up." It's about cell phones, and I gave it to K Pig last summer before the hands-free law went into effects, I figure once this law comes out, the song's kind of outdated, but they, and they've been playing it, and they still play it. But um, the song, fortunately, the song's really topical because people still disregard the, disregard the law, so the song still gets played.
3: I'll tell you what, I was in Australia last year performing over there, and they've had, I mean, the, the guy who was driving us around I mean, every any time he wanted to use his phone, he actually just pulled over to the side of the road as soon as it was safe. They're very strict about it over there. Wow. So, Good um, for them. Yeah, yeah. And that was a that was a fun trip. Yeah. Uh, it was All a bad. hard trip. It's because it's a it's a big old country, man. It's their continent is bigger than ours, and yet there's only I think they have about half as many people as you have in California living in the entire country. So it's pretty interesting, but. Uh, a lot of music lovers and musicians over there, too.
2: Yeah, and they, and they and they like Americana music down there, too. They, they play my stuff, too.
3: Yeah, and they have a good sense of
2: humor. Those uh-huh. yeah, they really do. <laughs> they really do. Well, good. I know you got a busy day planned.
3: I do. I've got rehearsal because I'm playing the Bluebird on Wednesday night. We're doing an album release party here. And, um... You've got another interview to do before that, but I sure do thank you, Michael for... sure and
2: I'm looking forward to meeting you finally and and we've talked over email way too many times, so I'm looking forward to seeing you live a couple of times while you're out here and we'll we'll chat some more
3: yeah and and I, won't have, and
2: I won't have to record it this time this next time, so it won't with the pressure won't be there to like get all my devices lined up
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you are sweetie for doing this twice i mean uh. Hopefully, it was twice as good the second time. <laughs> it was even better.
2: That was just a rehearsal yesterday. Well, the funny thing, besides you know, there's the there's the writing songs, there's the day job, there's the supportive wife, there's all the music marketing, and for me, there's this little podcast I do too. So it's like, where's where does the time go?
3: I know, man. It's like, and and it only gets crazier as the years go by because it's oh, like good. It's, good. It's like you can't get up any earlier than you do. I mean, I'm I'm getting up at six thirty seven a.m and my day ends at midnight or 1 a.m., and it's like, you know, and I and I feel like I don't ever stop moving in between. So, uh, but that's good, you know. Hey, I guess as, as long as we're on this side of the... Uh, the right uh, side of the, of the dirt. That's right. As
2: long as we're on the right side of the dirt. It's an Nancy McLean song, The Right Side of the Dirt, yeah.
3: <laughs> they can't hit a moving target, right?
2: Exactly, exactly.
3: <laughs> All yeah. right, well, hey, man...
2: Thank you, again. I appreciate it. Good talking to you. We'll
0: see you in a few weeks. Okay. So once again, Casey Jones with Donald Trump's hair, the diagrammatic comb-over, and uh, the new city is pretty funny, so if you uh, can't make it out to one of these shows, definitely go to CaseyJones.com and have a listen. There are some free downloads there. Uh, I want to mention really quick that, that last little comment about the right side of the dirt that actually is a it's a it's a great phrase and it's an Nancy McLean song I interviewed Nancy from the trailer park troubadours back in Songs and Stories 51 and 52 and those are on the main page of my site at michaelgather.com one of my favorite writers Nancy McLean anyway that was Casey Jones talking about uh, music and song titles and kind of how she got started out here and kind of how she ended up in Nashville doing what she does now. But she'll be out here in California starting with the Canyon Acoustic Society concert on June 13th. Again, you can find out more about that by emailing Marky And her address is Canyon Guitars, C-A-N-Y-O-N, guitars at hotmail.com. Um, She's also doing shows at uh, Don Quixote's and some other shows along the way. So go to my site, look at the uh, the uh, entry for Songs and Stories 62, or go to CaseyJones.com. And her address again is K A C E Y Jones.com, and you can find out everything about Casey Jones, including the uh, the Donald Trump comb-over contest, which you can even enter your pet in if you'd like to. Take your fluffy little poodle and give him or her a Donald Trump come over. So have a look at that, too. It's, it's pretty fun stuff, and I'll link to it from my site at Michaelgather.com. So once again, thanks for listening to, again to Songs and Stories. I appreciate your time. If you want to check out any back episodes, again, michaelgaither.com. The main page has everything listed on the right. So have a look there, have a listen, and we'll talk to you next time on Songs and Stories. Thanks for listening. Take care.